Hey guys, and welcome back to Fortune Fury for a, another review for Spider-Man, only this is a bit different because we're also going to be doing a breakdown for it as well. I'm joined by two of my great theatre productive friends. Uh, we got Bradley. Say hello, Bradley. Hello. <laughs> and we've also got Harry as well. Say hello, Harry. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> brilliant. That was great. Um, so we've all seen Spider-Man. Um, I've seen it twice now. Uh, I saw it again last night after I saw it for the first review. Uh, you guys seen it again second time? Or is that today? Uh, I've only seen it once so far. After we've done this, like, I'm literally going to watch it again in the next hour, so that's why I'm heading off at like 10 past. Cool. And you've only seen it the once, haven't you, Brad? Uh, yeah, I've only seen it once so far. Cool. All right. Um, so, yeah, we're going to use this as kind of an opportunity to discuss not only just our overall thoughts and <laughs> overall review again, but also more to the point of what it means for the future, because I don't think I discussed that in my first podcast I was doing. Um, so, yeah, you, I've pretty much said my thoughts in the previous video. So, guys, down to you. What did you think of Spider-Man No Way Home? compared to what we've seen before in Spider-Man's film history. Well, where to start? Where to start? Yeah, where to start? Um, um, if I may, to paraphrase Baron Zemo, it is a masterpiece, Oliver. Complete. Comprehensive. It captures the Spider-Man experience. He's out of line, but he's right. This is like full on. <laughs> yeah, go on, Harry. Yeah. Yeah, by far, like... This Spider-Man movie is probably what I would say is arguably the best Spider-Man movie. And maybe I'm pushing this a little bit just because of all the hype that's been going around. One of the best MCU movies to date, by far. Like, it was incredible. It truly was. It, like, it felt like the oh, movie uh, just yeah, paid. Yeah, I completely agree with that. It, it, it felt like the movie no, just can, gave the fans that. everything that they wanted to see in the film. Yeah. And, like... Like within the first, like, are we allowed to talk spoilers here? Just to quickly check. Yeah, um, I will do a countdown. So if anyone hasn't seen the movie yet, I mean, I've done pretty much like almost like two and a half videos on this now already. Um, feel free to leave um, unless you don't care. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend going to watch this movie if you haven't already. It's a masterpiece. So I'm going to do a spoiler warning countdown in five, four, three, two, one. I'm joking. So it's <laughs> All right. So, so when Spider-Man fought the Decepticons and all that, oh my god! Oh yeah, Jesus. Transformers crossover. You got Michael Bay. You got Mark Wahlberg cameo. Jesus Christ! It's just you know, Sam's what back. That, uh, what about uh, you know? What about when Wolverine turned up? Oh my god! Yeah, that was like best moment in the entire movie. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I can't believe they cast Taron Egerton. Like, Jesus Christ! How does he do that in Kingdom Three? <laughs> Jesus, I know, right? Like it, it. it mm. Like, so Country in roads. all seriousness, this movie delivered on oh, fan don't. service within literally the first 10 minutes. Like, the yeah, moment definitely. that Matt Murdock showed up, I, I actually had to hold in a squeal. Uh, it was that incredible. It was that insane oh. seeing him on the big screen. Oh, I did God, not expect moment. him to show up. That officially canonizes no. um, the Daredevil Netflix series. And pretty much by doing so, canonizes oh, all yeah. the Netflix shows in the actual MCU proper timeline. Um, and also spoilers for Hawkeye as well. I mean, yeah. 
Uh, no, I was just going to say. Ollie, <laughs> oh, I was just uh, going to say spoilers for Hawkeye. We've spoken about this before, Ollie. In that, mm. yeah, obviously that's what I was about to say as well. Because obviously we've spoken about this, Ollie, but obviously the end of the last episode of Hawkeye with just that little two-second clip of Kingpin was just oh. That's literally what I was about to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing the Grinch song in the background as well with it. Just fit. Oh, oh, that was just. <laughs> um, that was like the cherry on top. Uh, I've heard. Now I've heard. Apparently, the director of Hawkeye has stated that the end of episode six will actually confirm to us if the that this show will confirm to us whether the Netflix shows are canon or not. I, for one, hope yeah, that that's the case. Well. It feels yeah. like they're carrying on where the Netflix shows left off. I do hope so because like, like, fe- they felt so open ended. The Netflix, the um, Netflix especially shows, with like the favorites. Yeah, and the Netflix shows. Yeah, and the Netflix shows were so good that to completely wipe them away feels like a lot of wasted potential there. It does just because yeah. they were net- no, just because Netflix I, had the rights to those. Um, Netflix Marvel had the rights to like do those characters and work on those characters. So obviously they had like free reign of their own and they wanted it to kind of be linked to the main MCU timeline because yeah. of how much money the films were making profit-wise. Um, and just like, the Netflix, overall box office the and critique. Shows don't actually, like, while the Netflix shows don't actually have any kind of main references throughout the stories of the MCU, there is only one that I can think of and that is actually... The incident. Um, as a they newspaper. Call it. Yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's a newspaper article by Ben Urich of the Battle of New York mm. that's in his office. And yeah. that, that is almost in every single Netflix show. I think they make references to yeah, like Iron Man so and Thor, and obviously seems... they were there present for that. But Yeah, yeah there's small so little references. Like... like even in Luke Cage, there's... Yeah. Sorry, I was, I was just <laughs> saying, um, it's really hard to get... Uh, our, our connections are so delayed, it's hard to not interact yeah. with each other, but... Uh, in, no, Luke, I know. in Luke Cage, I remember amazing. there's a rap they did called Bulletproof Love. Um, and in yeah. that song, there's a rap, there's a point, there's a verse that goes like, who to call when no one obeys the law and there ain't no Iron Man who can come and save us all. Mm. Oh. Like, um, so yeah, that's the reference that we get there for like being connected to Marvel, I guess, in some kind of way. But I, I, I hope for one that they do seems... carry on where they left off. Yeah, it definitely seems like the Netflix shows and to an extent like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and um, the Peggy Carter show, it definitely seems like they were created. Uh, whereas the new net, whereas the new Disney plus shows are obviously, they are intertwined with the MCU. Like there's so many references in the MC. There's going to be so many references and things like that in the uh, like the Disney plus shows on the flip side, you had the Netflix shows, which didn't necessarily you didn't necessarily have to watch them to understand what was going on in the MCU, but you could, they were sort of like additional material that could be watched. But for the casual viewer who was only interested in the films, if you didn't watch the Netflix shows, you weren't missing out on any major plot points. Yeah. No, yeah. Exactly. It was, they're all like um, side stories. I, yeah. Like I, I I only heard this. I don't know if it's true, but I remember hearing that I don't know if Kevin Feige said this, but I read somewhere that apparently he said any TV any Marvel TV shows that came out 
uh before all the disney plus stuff is like no longer connected to the mcu i don't know if that's true or not i might need to do some research on it but it will be a bit uh, of a shame if that's the case because they did develop some cool marvel characters yeah i'm gonna go on the flip side here i've seen another interview he's done recently where he's actually gone back on that statement and he's now actually said that the tv shows until stated otherwise will still be considered canon in some form but they will still be like there good, is the good. opportunity to reintroduce the characters from those shows it's just a matter of that's a great opportunity it's like just that. a matter of when the best time to bring them in is going to be like obviously no way home was the perfect yeah. opportunity for matt murdoch yeah and there's rumors he's going to be back really in uh, she hulk as well um because her character's a lawyer as well so there's that relevance yeah, I've there that, yeah 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 that makes a lot of sense mm. and this is this is extremely um, like i'm talking so probably not gonna happen but i am just so hoping that matt murdoch turns up in hawkeye i don't think it's gonna happen like i like it's a very low expectation for me but if matt murdoch was to turn up in hawkeye i think i would die i honestly thought during that fight scene in episode then... five yeah, gone. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, again, it's the delay. The delay's so long, it's hard to know where if you're interrupting someone. <laughs> That's cool. Um, what I was going to say was... I do apologise, well, guys. All I know is that... The... Ah, no, it's all good. The most likely Damn show it. that he's going to... That I think Daredevil will show up in is Echo. Um, yeah, it makes it perfect sense for that. possible that he will appear in that yeah yeah because that um i've heard um, rumors that that's meant to basically serve as season four for daredevil on netflix that show in terms of carrying on all the character stories that would, that would be like perfect would, place that for would it be pre- that would be pretty cool yeah because of how much the yeah. character is relevant to the likes of I, kingpin I and agree. um she's actually a love interest for um she falls in love with matt murdoch daredevil in the um in the comics so if that was to happen in that series that'd be really cool yeah she does yeah <laughs> Yeah, it would, make, it would make sense. Um, now, go, going randomly from the beginning of the film here to the very end, actually, this is something I do want to explain about something that we could see in the future. So I didn't notice this at first. I actually watched a video recently and realized this. But after Doctor Strange performs the spell to make everybody forget who Peter Parker is, and he tries to go back to make yeah. MJ and Ned remember... No, we, we didn't notice this. She's still wearing the Black Dahlia necklace that Peter got her. Yeah. I did notice that. I did notice that. She's still wearing the Black Dahlia. I noticed so it last night when I watched, like rewatched it. <laughs> because she feels... Like, she, she wouldn't yeah, have... I reckon she's wearing that because she, w- she obviously feels some connection to it. But she doesn't understand what it is. She and I feel like in like- Spider-Man 4, that'll be when they, like, touch on that. And then she'll start putting pieces together. And, like... You, I could sense like she yeah, had this kind exactly. of like when yeah, she re met Peter Parker um, at her um, little like is it barista cafe sort of place? It's kind of kind of like that. Yeah, something like that. Cafe thing. Coffee yeah. shop. I didn't want to get it wrong. Um, she kind of like is there when she says is there anything else, Peter? Like you sense that she's kind of like slightly crushing on him a little bit. Like oh, you know, he looks. Maybe he sounds nice. He seems nice. Him? Yeah. yeah, she's like, hmm, is there something, is there something she, more? It's, it, she even, yeah, it almost, she even says, actually, all... within... Sorry, I just got to say, um, 
she's within um oh bugger bugger i'm forgetting what it is i was gonna say now um ah <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's something something to do with mj so it's something to do with mj yeah it's when the thing she said in the film about you know uh have no expert ex- always prepare for disappointment and you won't be disappointed. always prepare yeah, for disappointment and you'll never right. be disappointed you'll be prepared for it yeah that's yeah, right that's but when, when she was talking to peter in that end scene what did she say but this time it feels a little different yeah so that could be a sign of you know something is she still has a small there's something subconsciously in her mind telling her that you know she's forgotten something yeah i'm gonna to sort of like sort of maybe not switch franchises but sort of like ollie you'll you'll know this it's like at the end of the first fantastic beasts film when obviously everyone was made to forget everything that happened but jacob still retained small memories because he created the pastries in the shape of the beasts so he still retained some memory of what happened even if it's on a subconscious level so because they made it so he could only forget that bad memories didn't it that's what they did when they when they did the spell um to yeah Yeah, if they do forget i can't say the word now obliviate a whole city <laughs> it was mainly for the purpose of them forgetting okay, yeah obliviate. it was mainly them forgetting about all the events because all the everyone who saw anything considered it bad but jacob was the only one that didn't so he yeah obviously saw all the good Talk stuff all the him. exciting stuff it and he works. understood more yeah so yeah he that's yeah. i don't know if that was I don't know if that's how it works in that law, but I guess J.K. Rowling wrote it, so obviously she she should know. But like, it, yeah, she, he yeah, obviously remembered everything. Also, so it's sort of <laughs> yeah, it's sort of so it's almost like how we don't because we don't actually know because even Wong says the runes that they use to make everyone forget is one of their lesser known pieces of magic. So it's almost like they don't actually fully un- they don't fully understand how that piece of magic works. So we don't know just how much the spell makes people forget Peter. You know, they might still remember little bits of him, which is why MJ is still wearing her Black Dahlia necklace. She might not know where she got it from. She might not know who gave it to her, but she knows it's important. Well, Originally, the first time I watched Um, it, I thought when he did do the spell, it wasn't just them forgetting Peter Parker. I thought it was them forgetting Spider-Man as well. But... Clearly, that's not the case from when I learned later on, because obviously they do remember, they do know and remember Spider-Man. So I wonder if they remember everything that they went through with Spider-Man, just only the difference being they just don't know who that person was. But they know that they had links or worked with, they know that they had links or worked with Spider-Man. because obviously the reason, yeah, because obviously the reason Peter had Doctor Strange cast the second spell was because everyone was coming through because they knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man. So by making people forget who Peter Parker is, they don't know. They know who Spider-Man is. They just don't know who his identity is. Because obviously J. Jonah Jameson says in like his final interview of the film, he goes back to his... Only a coward you know, like hides his true identity. Why isn't he telling us? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And um, I would love to touch up on that, actually, when all of the different villains from other universes are flooding through. What villains did you guys notice up within the sky? So the ones I noticed in particular was uh, Classic Rhino, like the one within the, uh, yeah. within the sky. That was the first one I saw. And 
Scorpion I saw Scorpion tail. last night. <laughs> I saw Scorpion's yeah. tail. And yeah. uh, I think Craven was noticed as well. Yeah, Craven's um, in there as well. It's very the... hard to, to find him, but yeah, because he's wearing his fur cloak and he's holding a spear. I think for that, they tried to go exactly, for the less yeah. humanoid looking ones because they just look too average. Like, for instance, they wouldn't do like um, Kingpin or Tinkerer or like Spencer Ars to Smythe um, because they just, no, they, they're just humans. You wouldn't be able to make them out. They, they would just look like yeah. humans. Yeah. You, they need like yeah. characters that have very exactly, distinctive yeah. like shapes to them. It's like, you know, you just work it out yeah. by like color, adding some color to it. But like, like any anyone knows Doc Ock when they yeah, see them the times yeah. anywhere. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, another thing I'd uh, something I loved actually about this. Uh, so, elect Jamie Foxx's Electro was definitely redeemed within these movies, and I loved the outfit that he had within the final act when he was fighting all of the Spideys. Yeah. And another very small little thing that I loved that they did with him. Every time he started shooting more lightning out of his hands, he had an electrical mask appear around his face and then fade away. Yeah, that's, that was and meant to represent the comics. Yeah. Mask. yeah. So glad they like yeah. really like redeemed that. I absolutely that. loved that. Accurate. Mm. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And also, can we just quickly speak about how his conversation with Andrew Garfield, where he talks, where Andrew's obviously like, you don't have to be a villain, his sentence... You're from Queens. You help poor people. I thought you might be black under that mask. Maybe there's a black Spider-Man out there. Miles no, Morales. Nod to Mars Morales. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely be coming. And the yeah, funny thing is, we've Morales already there. had... Well, the funny thing is, we've already had Miles Morales confirmed within the MCU uh, from Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming. Yeah, when... Um, of, uh, I think, was it a deleted Davis scene or was it a post credit well, scene where Prowler's like, oh, sorry, um, sorry, Miles, I'll be home in a bit. You're, you're right there. So in the actual movie, he did say, um, I've got a cousin who lives nephew, around here. I don't nephew? want those weapons being sold around it's here. It's nephew, isn't it? Uh, Something like that. Yeah, sorry, yeah. nephew, not cousin. Yeah, it's, yeah, nephew, it's nephew. It's Uncle Aaron. And then there's a deleted... Yeah, it's Uncle Aaron. And then there's a deleted scene where... Uh, there's a deleted scene where he goes on the phone to him and he's like, yeah, sorry, I'm not going to make it in time, Miles. Yeah, just to so name drop. that, we do know that they could potentially be... So we know Miles is in the yeah. MCU. <laughs> We just haven't been introduced no. to him yet. Again, that'll be something that yeah. the new trilogy so, does. Obviously, and now that we've been confirmed to get... I was going to say, just what I was going to say, now that we've been confirmed, we've got three more movies. Hopefully that'll mean Miles will actually be formally introduced properly. And that comes to the main point of this video, which is discussion well, guess... and theories regarding what's to come next um, after this movie as well because this move this movie literally set up so much that they could literally do like possible i was saying to one of my mates last night the possibilities are yeah. literally yeah. limitless yeah. what they can do next but it has to be something so, that really um, uppercuts um, this one it's like it's like the first end credit scene with venom you know that'll be where venom it starts goes, and there's that oh, yeah. tiny bit of symbiote there's that tiny bit of symbiote left behind on the bar now the theory that I've heard is that that's potentially going to infect Flash Thompson and we're going to get Agent Venom. Ah, oh, that's exactly that'd what I was cool. that's I'd what I was thinking. So I was like, they can't because Eddie Brock has left with the main Venom symbiote and they've left that bit of the Venom 
Venom hasn't left himself exactly. there. Um, he's just left a piece of himself there, um, which for some reason just didn't return. And exactly. did you notice the way it moved away slightly looked a bit like the Tobey Maguire symbiote from the Raimi films? The way it yeah, moved, started it to move away yeah, a little bit. A little bit yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's meant yeah. to hint at the way that symbiote's going to work, um, or if it was just simply just a little nice nod because it's a reference to like what they're like in different universes and things. But that's in Mexico. So that oh, needs to travel to that little yeah. piece needs to travel to New York to get back to <laughs> meeting Jesus Tom Christ. Holland Spider-Man. So maybe that was like when Eddie says, Oh, we need to go to New York and find this Spider-Man. That's what that symbiote's then going to do. So it's just travel. <laughs> you just see the airplane shot of Spider-Man yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man 4. This just airplane comes down and you just see this little like symbiote just come down the steps. <laughs> It's just, like, just the first shot of Spider-Man 4. Just like, okay, I know what this story's going to be. Yeah. yeah, I do think Flash Thompson will be the that host. Would be hilarious. I, um, I do think Flash Thompson will be the host um, because we've got he's established in this really? universe and they need to do more of that character. And he um, exactly. becomes the second version of Venom after Eddie Brock, I believe, in the comics. So because we've obviously already got Eddie Brock in his own universe, it makes the most sense for them to do that here. And I think it will, because of the way the story's portrayed it, in No Way Home, bringing that symbiote here whilst Eddie's got his own symbiote back in the main Sony-verse, it just makes the perfect sense going forward. Yeah. Yeah. For, for it to be Flash. No, it really it really does make sense for that. And they can do the symbiote suit for um, Spider-Man as, for as well. As for the villain... Yeah, go on, sorry. As yeah. for the villain's... Uh, as for the villains that they could potentially have for the next movie, my wager is on Scorpion. We haven't had Scorpion no. yet, and they obviously teased him at the no, mid-credit scene for Homecoming. Yeah, they've been so putting that I, off for ages. It needs to do it now. To have in. Yeah. They need they need to do that now. Plus, they could follow. They could follow it the same way it happened in the comic books. In the comic books, J. Jonah Jameson gets Matt Gargan to do an experiment with um the guy with the guy who eventually becomes the Jackal. And you know, gets him stuck inside the scorpion suit, and eventually Scorpion blames Jonah for that and tries going on a murderous rampage to kill Jameson. So yeah. with Jameson now more of a character within the Spidey films, they could potentially follow that plot. For that is movie. a really good idea. Uh, I do remember he- um, reading about that in the comics as well because yeah, I, actually... I was working on my own like Spider-Man like series that I thought I could do with my film group one day, and I had the idea of an outcome where J. Jonah's like the big bad of the series because he's like secretly like hiring or getting associated with villains to basically just reveal spider-man's identity or something like that and yeah. then he turns out to be like a sort of big bad at the end because he is a spider-man villain in a way he's just not like the villain that we kind of think of when we think of villains he's not like the one that goes in the physical combat he's just more like the way he was in no way home like tracking spider-man trying to get him arrested and the identity revealed and all that sort of stuff that's and him exposing it when he yeah. found out the truth. That's yeah. like his level of antagonism because um, he just resents Spider-Man. Yeah, absolutely. He just really resents him. But yeah, I don't think he'd be a full-on uh, Something villain. that I think is... No. Uh, something that I think is quite interesting, uh, like obviously by the end of the film, is that although Toby and Andrew both say they've never worked as part of the team, they've still always had people they can rely on like they've always had like you know toby obviously had mj uh and he had harry and free as well which kind of makes uh, me think well yeah you have been in the team before because you were in a partnership with harry for like five minutes (laughs) so what i was what i was going to say is (laughs) at the end of the day 
they've still had, like, they both obviously still had, like, Aunt May to rely on. By the end of No Way Home, Tom Holland's Spider-Man is truly alone. You know, he's got no Aunt May, there's no Uncle Ben, he hasn't got his friends, everyone's forgotten him. For the first time in a Spider-Man film, Peter Parker is no truly one. alone. Yeah. Yeah, and he's now fully well. independent as well. He has to rely on himself. That made me wonder as well, because you just said about exactly. Uncle Ben. Because of the way the story portrayed it, like, Tom Holland didn't have a reaction at all to Tobey Maguire mentioning Uncle Ben, which makes me beg the question, was there an Uncle Ben in the MCU? Now, me and, Brad me and Bradley actually spoke about this uh, last night, and according to Bradley, um, the suitcase that Peter uses to carry his stuff around in, in Far From Home apparently has the initials BP on it. Yeah, it has Ben Parker's initials on it. So I think Uncle Ben is a part of the MCU. But I don't think... Like, we don't quite know the... Like, we don't know... I mean, I think I remember someone in... I think it was Far From Home refers to Aunt May as Ms. Parker. So I'm wondering... If they got married or not. Aunt May was widowed before yeah because that was um, that was actually spider-man himself the blood relation yeah exactly he refers to her as ms parker which is what you typically refer to yeah at, at the feast place person as yeah so i would so i'm assuming that uncle ben was in the mcu they've just decided not to go the route that obviously everyone goes which also brings me to another interesting point. Um, obviously, we get the quote that everyone's been waiting for, with great power comes great responsibility from Aunt May. What I find especially interesting, she uses the correct quote from the comic books. Yes, so yes, she does. You're right, used, we're used to We're used to hearing Uncle Ben's, with great power comes great responsibility. But the actual comic book quote is, with great power, there must also be great responsibility. So I found it really interesting Absolutely that they right. decided to use the comic accurate version. I think they just it's again they're just try, they know they need to do something like what they did with that whole sequence. They just I think they're just trying to be as new with it as possible but also as accurate with it as possible compared to like the previous yeah. incarnations because they don't want to just the the way they did it with Toby and Andrew's versions is that they were making the adaption. So they obviously had to be true to the roots of the story but obviously work yeah. with it as an adaption. Whereas at this point in the new, in Tom Holland's story, in this new, like, evolved part, you've got to change things. You've got to, like, make them different. You've got to try and keep them the same, but not so the same. Where yeah. We're just rehashing it for a third time. It's it's different. So they're yeah, going to yeah, exactly. change, like, things like that, they'll change. And Definitely. then, like, what we've just done there, we've picked up on that because it's a, it's a difference. Um, but, yeah, she said the line accurately to... <clears throat> The way I'd it was also like to spoken. Just, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I'd also like to just... Can we just take a moment to... Can we just take a moment to appreciate Happy's character development? From being oh, yeah. annoyed with Pete... Can we, can, can we just go from being annoyed with Peter in Homecoming for calling him every day to ask what's going on to Aunt May's like, death scene in No Way Home? And his and face you literally get happy pulling his car in front of the cops. 
and literally yelling at Peter to run whilst they arrest him. That character development yeah. for Happy is just so amazing. Like, he really does care for Peter, it's obvious. Oh, he does. Like, well, he was, thing, he was like, kind of the void, wasn't he? You can tell, like... Yeah, go on. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, yeah, within Homecoming, he was basically, like, he literally looked at Peter as being this annoying, uh, hormonic teenager that's just going to annoy him every yeah. single day. And it wasn't until he realized how much he cared, you know, when he stopped the Vulture from robbing the plane with all the Avengers shit on, that he was like, yeah. oh, my God, he actually does care. He does give a shit. And, of course, like, he, he has a lot more care and respect for Spider-Man because of Because it's also, it's the and... same as in... Yeah, and it's the same as in, obviously far from home when peter is on the jet creating his suit and happy just takes that moment and looks back at him and you can almost see the pride in happy's face as peter is yeah creating he literally he looks at him as being the next guy he, as like he, he is almost similar to tony in he some really ways. does yeah because even though like and then obviously they played the music as well from the opening of iron man during that sequence. Oh, I love Lev Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, no. Oh, I tell you what, when I watched that in this cinema, the collective groan that went up at Peter saying that was almost like it just throughout the cinema, you just felt everybody who knew who they were, you just felt a collective, oh my God. <sighs> yep. Like. If, uh, I think if anyone was next to Peter when he said that, they would have probably punched yeah. him in the face. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, but for someone who should know like a lot about pop culture, to get something like that wrong, like yeah, even yeah, if it's like, for a funny moment, it's just still a bit like... Is that, like, <laughs> is that just like a one-off for his character? He's allowed to get something wrong, but yeah, no, not really. But Losing signal. I, I suppose I must change you could my data. also argue that in civil war ah. he has the same moment where he's like did anybody see that really old film star wars we're on the snow planet with the walking Empire thingies Empire strikes back yeah when, when they're walking thingies yeah so I don't or aliens think in infinity too, war yeah i don't think it's too out of character for peter to get it wrong because although he is there with pop culture I also don't think he necessarily knows a lot about it. No, no, he's still he's still very young. He's meant to only be sixteen or seventeen, so it makes sense for him to yeah, be exactly. unknowledgeable on other topics. Yeah, he's um, you think he's seven, also, just seventeen in this story? Like, you know, did anybody? Hmm. Also, did anybody? Yeah, I think so. Uh, um, sort of think at the end of uh, No Way Home when he was in the coffee shop. Did anybody else have that slight moment of, are MJ and Ned dating now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of get what you mean a little bit, because they were very friendly with each other a little bit. Yeah, so it's almost like, uh, did, did, is, did, is Peter the reason they never got together? Who knows? Well, I I got like a because he spent so much time together in No Way Home, like they're just those two characters. Because obviously, you know, one's the girlfriend, the other's the friend, and Peter's like on his own mission, like yeah. trying to sort out all the problems with the villains. You know, like yeah, exactly. they develop more of a bond. Um, in that story, I think, and they become they more definitely. like friends. 
Like they got a lot more closer because of the because of the mutual friend, yeah. Just because of the situation mm. that was going on around them. Yeah. Exactly. Can we also just take a moment to uh, appreciate Ned's sorcerer abilities? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I've genuinely, I know, I'm genuinely um, maybe hoping for a small cameo of him at Carmitage in Multiverse of Madness, learning how to use it. That would be a great like post credit scene. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. Um, <laughs> a, friend, a friend of mine pointed that out, actually. It's about the fact of uh, Strange, Strange took months of training and practice in order to get the magic and had to, you know, <laughs> he put on Mount Everest in and order to make the portal. And then figured it out in like two... Yeah, Strange two took seconds, months to figure it out, whereas seconds. Ned managed to figure it out within a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, but he did, he figured it out by accident. He was just like, I just want to see Peter. <laughs> yeah. Where a stranger was just like, what am I looking for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the one thing I vouch for that. Like the reason, I think the reason Strange struggled a lot more is because he was still in the disbelief of. Oh, but how, just, uh, how can he be in disbelief by that point though? That. Because he can see all these sorcerers around him doing yeah. exactly what he's trying to do himself. Surely he should think. Oh, that is real then. I can do that. <laughs> actually, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a, a good that. point. With his that. brain, he would have thought he'd have been smart enough to clock that oh, by wait. that point. Actually, <laughs> yeah. actually wait, I, I, ju I just remembered. I remembered the reason why he struggled so much. He thought he needed more like control in his hands. He thought he needed his hands to be better in order to yeah. do it. Yeah, he needed. Yeah, they were they were shaking still, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So he obviously, yeah, he didn't realize that his hands weren't actually the problem there. Whereas what you've also got to remember is, Ned's obviously. Because what you got to remember is, in Doctor Strange, the world still didn't realize that the Sorcerers of Carmitage existed. Whereas by the time of No Way Home. Obviously, the sorcerers helped out with the Battle of Earth, so everyone now knows that magic and sorcerers exist. So people are more likely to be able to believe, oh, actually, maybe I could do that, which is obviously like what Ned said when he was like, my nana says, you know, there's magic in our ha in our family. Well, like, like yeah. yeah, going on what you said, like that is a skill that with anyone with enough self-discipline would be, obviously not in real life, sadly, but in that universe would be able to do. You, yes. like, you, yeah, like, I'm glad that they added that to his character. And I wonder whether or not that's going to set him up to be maybe something like Hobgoblin or even another com character completely um, in spite either Spider-Man 4, 5 or 6. It would be nice. Because... It would be nice because I heard a lot of no news about like him losing loads of weight for nice No Way Home, and everyone was like, "Oh, that's because he's going to become Hobgoblin." And I was like, "And he'll be the sixth villain in the Sinister Six. And I was like, "Obviously, we know different now, but yeah, they could still yeah. do that in the future, and they have an excuse for it, but it to would be, be like nice that." To mm. It would be nice to see them do something with Ned rather than keep him as like. The man in the chair. It would be nice to see Ned come into his own and actually do something for himself. Mm. 
Yeah, true. Yeah. I just think it would be nice to see Ned, now that he's been shown to have these abilities, it would be nice to see them actually do something with it. Like, Foggy's kind of Daredevil's guy in the chair, isn't he? A little bit. A tad, depending on... Almost, in a way, yeah. 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 Can we also just take a second to appreciate that Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme, but only on a technicality? Yeah. I wonder if that'll play it I wonder if that'll play into the multiverse of madness story. <laughs> um and then they'll I think it will do. But also can we just take can we also just uh, take a second? Obviously, we got the Multiverse of Madness trailer and the final shot of Strange Supreme. It's got out of hand. Yeah, he's back and he is not so. Is that with what he needs? To so do. that's the thing. Is that the same version as the What If one, or is that a completely different character? Completely different variant because I wouldn't have thought so. Because obviously, at the end of that What If series, he joins the Guardians of the Multiverse to defeat Ultron. Um, and he's then guarding. I was gonna say, I think it's uh, Killmonger and Ultron. Well, I mean, I, last time I checked, he didn't have a massive beard, so I think, I think it's another variant. Yeah, it must be. No, yeah, I think it's gonna be a different, I think it's a different variant of Strange Supreme. Yeah, indeed. He's got. He, yeah, he's got a different look. To yeah, I think that's more comic book accurate. They're trying to go forward that. I knew they'd have to bring him back at some point. I didn't know if they'd do it in. Yeah. Like Marvel has a way of setting up villains it does, in their it first does film and then doing like, them in their third film. Um, but yeah. yeah. But they've brought him back in this one. It does yeah. seem like they're starting to try and. It does seem like they're starting to try and go more comic book accurate with costumes uh like wanda at the in the finale of wandavision got her comic accurate costume and uh falcon as captain like sam wilson's captain america as yeah, well so it definitely looks that's definitely very comic book accurate yeah, straight from the comics so yeah it definitely seems like now that they've got us everyone in it definitely seems like they are now getting ready to have uh, more comic accurate costumes. That's all right. Well, thank you for joining us today, Harry. All right, mate. <laughs> um, I will need you to remain on the call, but you are... I will need you to remain on the call. Just do not close the tab. Um, and uh, if you need to mute, that's up to you. That's cool. Um, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> yeah. Catch you later, Harry. Awesome. <laughs> All right. We'll catch you in a bit, bud. Awesome. Catch you later, mate. Bye. Uh, then there were two. Oh. And then there, there were two. two. Just want to quickly say that <laughs> you. But no, yeah, so if we can quickly switch over, obviously, to Hawkeye for a second as yep. well. 
I'm really looking forward to seeing where the finale goes. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm hoping, obviously, now that we know when he was Ronin, Clint uh, was an assassin for Kingpin, I really hope we get just a little bit more mm-hmm. about what he actually did for Kingpin. Because obviously, we know, obviously, the things we don't know how much was for Kingpin. Like, obviously, we're assuming when he went after Maya's father, that was on the orders of Kingpin. What I want to know is, when he went after uh, the people he went after, we saw him going after at the beginning of Infinity War, are they the same people? Was he doing that for Kingpin, or was that him doing it by himself? That's a that's a point, yeah. I, again, it'll be all answers that we'll find out tomorrow. Because we don't the know... Next. Yeah, here's hoping, because we don't know how much work he obviously did for Kingpin. Like, we don't know whether he spent the entire five years as Kingpin's assassin, or whether he just hired himself out to Kingpin. Kingpin. I feel like it would have been like a one-off, one-off kind of thing, like... Like maybe might have done it like once or twice, and yeah. then realized actually this guy's an asshole, isn't he? Actually, I didn't realize this. Like you know where he tries to manipulate people and hide <laughs> his evil, um, as he does, and then you know Clint's not an idiot; yeah. he would have figured it out. So I feel like he's probably just sort of like clocked it quite quickly, and that's how he's got to that point now where he understands that he's a bad guy, and he's like he's the guy I've been worried about this yeah. whole time. This guy Kingpin. It's the fact that he calls him Kingpin yeah. as well. It's well, like it's not just oh Wilson is. Fisk. He didn't just say. I mean, that would have been enough to like make me explode. Yeah. But him actually calling him King Pin. Yeah. Obviously. As well. <laughs> now the other thing we we the other thing I'm left wondering is obviously the last we saw of King Pin, he was meant to be imprisoned for yeah. life. So how exactly what how have events transpired that have led him? To getting out like obviously we know it must we we know it must have happened after the blip that my theory is uh when the blip happened obviously so many armed forces prison officers went that kingpin was either just released because there just wasn't enough uh officers left to handle the prison situation or the other theory i've got is that Kingpin simply bribed the remaining prison officers to just let him out and get rid of his record. Because obviously, we know that in the animated Spider-Man series, uh, Wilson Fisk obviously erased all of his childhood records. So it's almost wondering, is he going to try and do this? Is he done the same thing? For in Hawkeye, has he done the same thing? Has he managed to erase all of his like criminal records? I mean, it, like we've never seen those two characters cross paths before. So, um, other than obviously the contacts that we'll get caught up on in this series. So, for all we know, during this five-year time jump, he could have easily done that. Personally, I think that characters like Daredevil would have been caught in the blip. And he would have survived, and because of their absence, yeah, he would have assumed that okay, they're dead. Thank God. Now I can carry on with my enterprise. The deal's off. That the deal yeah. that they made at the end of season three, if that's canon, exactly, is yeah. off. 
the charts. And that's how he's not only been able to get out of prison, but he's able to like start his empire again exactly. and just build everything up. Either that or he lost Vanessa so in the blip. And that was the bargaining chip for him to agree to the deal. Yeah, I reckon. Um, because they even said at the end of season three of Daredevil, yeah, so, which they could pay yeah. off any in any continuum starting with like this in Hawkeye. Like, you know, if she gets hit by a bus tomorrow, obviously their whole... The, their line, the Karen's line was basically saying, like, you know, if she dies or something, that that deal's obviously off. You know, it'll cross that bridge when we get to it. If that happens, hopefully it won't. Yeah. That's the opportunity where they could say she blipped out. And I feel like if they're going to make him, if they're going to give him a big role in tomorrow's episode, that conversation, there will be some conversation about him or anyone he knows or is associated to that got blipped, and that'll somehow associate him back into. Um, yeah, definitely. What's currently happening? Um, technically, Yelena's been hired by Elena, who's working for Kingpin. So technically, she's working for Kingpin, I suppose, isn't she? Which makes me think that Val's actually, which yeah, makes me think Val's linked to it, and so is yeah. the US agent. So whatever this, so I'm guess I'm now debating whether or not it's Dark Avengers they're setting up, or. Whatever else. And obviously in Dark Avengers, you've actually got Norman Osborn who becomes I'm Patriot. Which just makes me beg the question of are they gonna bring him yeah. bring William Defoe back again in um Multiverse of Madness, add him to the MCU permanently, but because he's no longer the goblin, is he going to become I'm Patriot? And do that. But then I you know, I think that's a bit too much wishful thinking. Potentially, but um yeah, I think something that I find interesting is one of Yelena's lines from uh, last week's episode was when Kate was like, he was an Avenger, and Yelena almost seems to spit on the idea because she's like, what even Yeah, is what does that word even mean anymore? So it's almost like she doesn't believe in the term... Yeah, so it's almost like she... So would she want to be part of a team that uses the term Avenger, because obviously in her mind, the Avengers are what caused her sister's death. So it's almost like, I wonder if maybe, would she want to be part of any team that idolises the concept of the Avengers? I mean, in that context, without knowing the full story, I probably wouldn't. But, <laughs> like, until I knew facts. But, yeah. No. But obviously, like, with the, Obviously, we're hope. Obviously, we're assuming that in tomorrow's episode, she's going to oh. learn the truth. We're assuming that hopefully she'll. Well, I mean, they they better do because obviously they have the end credit scene in Black yeah, Widow where they it. set that whole sequence up. So I feel like we'll get more context to it tomorrow. I want to say we might get a Val cameo, and we might get a bit more of an explanation of what's going on behind the scenes. Either that, or another character will be set up to join whatever this team is, which I'm guessing could be Clint. But then there's another reference to Thunderbolts there if they were to set up that because if. Kingpin is connected to Val and connected to Elena and whatnot. They would have hired Clint Barton, um, obviously, to do, as you said, as when he was Ronan to do his dirty work. Um, Clint Barton, as Hawkeye, is actually a member of the Thunderbolts yeah. in the comics as well, which is also the other fear for what the team was being set up, because the Thunderbolts or, and or Dark Avengers, they're both basically villain, villain teams working as superheroes, like teams of supervillains that are doing superhero activities. Basically, the Marvel's version yeah. of Suicide Squad, um, and a lot of them, a lot of both of those yeah. teams contain the same members. So literally, they have 
And at the moment, they're setting that up very well because you've got US agent, you've got Yelena Belova, and what by this the way this series is presenting it, Clint Barton retiring as Hawkeye, um, or but still retaining the name. So I feel like Kate Bishop will become like the superhero Hawkeye, and Clint Barton will become like a sort of underdog Hawkeye who's yeah. working for Clint like keep, Clint keep, the more criminal groups. Like- but not necessarily intentionally. Or maybe we have Clint, like... Or maybe we have, like, Clint retiring as Hawkeye, passing the mantle on to Kate, and instead stepping back and taking on maybe a, like, mentorship role. Well, I think that's what this series was about, wasn't end, it? It's like at the end of Age of Ultron, we had Captain America... Yeah, so obviously, it's like at the end of Age of Ultron, we had Captain America and Natasha both taking over the training of the new Avengers. Uh, so it's almost like, is that what Clint's going to do at the end of this series? Is he going to take more of a back seat and instead become more of a trainer for the new team? That's being well, seen? I mean, in Age of Ultron, they did quite good. Moment, we don't know whether Yelena's... They did more justice with the character in Age of Ultron because he gives that speech to Wanda. And I feel yeah. like that's kind of the mentality and that's like yeah. he's been put in a lot of positions like that and i feel like it makes appropriate sense for his character to be the one that says the inspiring speeches and basically gets all these new avengers off their asses and like you know motivated yeah. or whatever they need to be and then he's like there and then perhaps in that story if they have him in there they yeah. kill him You'll... off and then you've just they or he just officially like yeah. he's not needed anymore he's served his purpose because everybody who knows everything that needs to know everything now knows it and all these other new characters yeah. can eventually learn stuff in their sagas and their histories and their own sort of stories and then their Avengers stories. And then that character just goes away and we don't see him or Laura or any of the kids yeah. anymore. And that's just his character done. He's he's left. I sincerely hope we haven't seen... I sincerely hope the end of this series doesn't mark the end. I don't think it will. I think, I think it will be soon, but I don't think it will be in this series. I think it will be... Like in maybe like the next like two to yeah, three to I four years at most. Most of the OG Avenger, yeah, because obviously, because obviously him and I think it's just him and Banner now. And are Thor, the only two OG Avengers left. Yeah, Thor as oh, well. Thor. Who's getting his own movie? But well, I feel like Thor, Love, Thor Love and Thunder, could of, easily be an end game to Thor, like the Thor's trilogy, because. You can have the Guardians in it, which obviously you crossed paths with and worked with in the Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. Um, Clint and Hulk being the only two OG Avengers that are still alive or still in contact are technically um, both still alive. And Hulk was in Ragnarok, so he's got more than enough relevance to come back in Thor Love and Thunder, even for a small appearance, Um, as does Clint Barton's Hawkeye. I don't know how relevant it would be, but they could make that work for like a fun little cameo perhaps. They could just bring in a bunch of all these like superheroes who've been in association or worked with Thor before. Yeah. Um, for that, I doubt they'll do it because they'll just want to do their own story. But like that, they have like everything that's still presently going on yeah, in the I MCU mean, has all made an appearance also... in the Thor movies so far. So like, if they were to wrap it all up in one closing continuum, like for a big final battle against Gore the God Butcher um, and whoever other villains turn up, that'd be great. And obviously Loki and Sylvie as well yeah. for a cameo. Uh, but it's also it'll be interesting to see where they go obviously with Thor after Love and Thunder because obviously we've got Jane Foster coming in as the new God of Thunder 
So it'll be interesting to see whether, much like with Hawkeye, is this going to be Thor now hanging up his mantle? Is he going to be taking a... Again, is it going to be like a case of him taking a back seat? Because uh, the same could be said for um, Hulk. Obviously, we've got She-Hulk coming in now. So it's almost like we've got all the OG Avengers are slowly passing on the mantle to someone else. I honestly don't know. It makes it makes sense for them to pass on their mantles, but like, unless they're going to like kill those characters off or really retire them or find a way to really axe them out of the story without being necessarily relevant moving forward, only by may- maybe mention of a name. There's yeah. not really much you can do. Um, because you kind of have to still keep them about and like, because they're so big and so important and it's really difficult to like try and tangle them out of it. Obviously like with Iron Man and Black Widow, you've just simply killed off those characters. So it was easy to pretty much do that. Um, and it's great to have these characters keep coming back as well. Like, I think yeah. there was a rumor that Chris Hemsworth might come back for a four or five, which I wouldn't say no to do. Um, Obviously, as we've just spoken about Clint Barton, I wouldn't want to see. I don't really want to see him leave after this show yet either, um, because there's other ways they can bring him back. No, I mean, in a way, it could kind of make sense that he does like officially retire from it. Kate takes over, and he just like goes back to his family, and that's him done with all the Hawkeyeness now, and it's just her. Um, I feel like that's probably that's a really that's well, yeah, a plot twist route that they could take. Is, but yeah, seen... I feel like she needs more mentoring still. I mean, it's obviously, as we've seen, as we've seen since Age of Ultron, I think Clint wants to retire. He's been trying to. He He's, obviously wants to stop doing it. I feel it. like this story would be the one that actually officially does you know, it. It like, could be. Yeah, that's just it. Because I feel like, obviously, Clint wants to stop all the superhero nonsense. He's got his family now. He wants to go back and just have a normal life now you know it's like it's almost like he's you know he's done all of this superhero shit he's just he's just done with it now and it's time to hang it up and you know what enjoy the rest of his life with his family like (laughs) it goes on like a 30 second time as it turns off you might have seen it in previous videos um (laughs) if it's been on for a while without being touched yeah yeah i i personally I think it would make sense for this series to like really thinking about it. Actually, at the end of this series, it would make sense for his character to officially retire, and that'll be him leaving. But obviously, we don't want that, and there are like, but it would make sense. We don't. Annoyingly, want that, we might have to accept it. <laughs> there's only so much you can do. Yeah, there's only so much you can do, and I feel like this show is wrapping up Hawkeye. You know, it's wrapping up what he is, you know. And I just feel like this show is going to end with him retiring. Like, because the problem is, in a story, if you've got a character that's set on one thing that they keep trying to do and failing, eventually you're going to have to end it one of two ways. Either one, you end it in a way that means that they could never do that for whatever reason. Um, So they they just give up trying. And they carry on the story and give them a new arc to continue with. Or two, you give them what they want. Um, I suppose there's a third option, which is to kill that, kill off that character. But I suppose that kind of comes under the first mm-hmm. option, which is like you do something that means that it can never happen. So either by, like for instance, the whole Spider-Man thing, like where he yeah. got everyone to forget 
who Peter Parker was. To get, if he was to like make everyone forget who Clint Barton was, like he wouldn't have a family to go back to because they wouldn't know who he was. But you know that kind of level of that, not necessarily that scenario because it doesn't make sense, but that level of like exit clause where he is not able to do that, continue to that arc. Yeah. But if he, I feel like because this story is very you know Hawkeye centric um, in general. And his overall arc since um, Age of Ultron, since his character really like came out of his shell, is to return to his family, is to be with his family, is to keep his family safe. And his only actions remaining with the yeah. bow and arrow are purposely to keep his family safe. Like by that point. So technically he is still Hawkeye, but he's more yeah. of an, he's a hero for himself and everything he has now, not the world sort of thing. Like he's a hero for his family, not a hero yeah, he for the world keep, anymore. He doesn't want to keep. It's interesting. I suppose you could. Uh, it's like he doesn't want to be a hero for the world. He wants to be a hero yeah. for his world. Which does sound a bit selfish, but you got to remember this character has done so much for Earth and the universe um, in the space of. And he's gone through. And he's gone through. In the space of less than ten years, well. in a row without much rest, without much time to rekindle. And even if he wants to, even if yeah. he has a chance to, even if he's limited by how much time he has left to be able to do so, um, depending on whether or not his character might, you know, hit it. Or if he, you know, if his family just sort of like fall out of him or give up on him, even though they never exactly. would. Like, And you never know what's going to happen because any day, like someone like Thanos could return or appear and actually kill everyone off for real. And there would be no way to re resurrect the universe. But like, he's still sacrificing exactly. his own happiness yeah. and like it's not selfish but sadly obviously also his, his family's happiness of being able to see him to keep not only them but the whole world safe from all these villains and all these threats um so yeah he definitely deserves that kind of retirement now and even then, he still wouldn't fully retire because he'd obviously still have the skills he definitely does required for him to retain as Hawkeye um, sorry, remain as Hawkeye if needed. Well, that's just it. He's still got he's still got the skills and the abilities left. You know, he's still an inter you know he's still a world class archer. He's still got all of this shield training. So it's not like he's going to be unable to defend himself or defend no. his family at any point. But yeah, I feel like we've gone... Well, it's still Marvel, but I feel like we've gone a little bit off tangent. Um, but yeah, just to quickly finish up that point. Um, the problem is with bringing his character back bit. all the time. I might have said this. I, feel, I don't think I have yet. It's kind of like James Bond. And this is a bit of a spoiler for the latest James Bond films. So if you haven't seen those yet, stay away for like five seconds. Um, obviously, he retires at the end of Spectre, and then he dies at the end of No Time to Die. And there's no point in bringing his character back into um, MI6. Yeah just to retire him again or have him come back to work. They need to add closure to him. He's retired so many times. So they exactly. need to have yeah. him either retire properly this time in a way that confirms that there's no way he could go back to being Hawkeye um, or they kill the character off, which I'm very doubt they're going to, I doubt very much they're going to do. I feel like they might do something that comes close to it, but then I they... I don't think they're going to... Yeah, I don't think they're No, gonna it doesn't make sense him. for them to do that. Like, well, you never know. Marvel is so unpredictably shocking these no, days. Like you, in 
Well, I'm not saying it would be a bad well, story if yeah, they did do true. that. Just saying it's not obviously what we want necessarily. But, you know, if they have to do it, they have to do it. And we'll be like, oh, shit. You know, sort of thing. Like, no. ah! but, <laughs> but yeah, um, it's kind of like that. Yeah. I heard a rumor that Spider-Man might appear in the next episode because actually, I think we spoke about this last night. It's officially set in 2024. I figured out. Actually, I was completely shut up, phone. It was actually completely. Yeah. So they were originally. Yeah. So originally they were setting it in 2025. So they were having it two years after Endgame. Apparently that was to but throw then, people off. Uh, the direct, one of the producers, uh, no, it, so I think... Let me see if I can find the tweet again. Uh, so it wasn't... I don't think it was to throw people off. I think he was originally planning on... Um, uh, yeah, it's 2024. For a period of time, we were going to set it two years out, which would make it 2025. Hence me messing with your minds about the timeline, but it's one year out. So I don't think they were messing with us. I think they did originally want to set it in 2025, but I think they realised two years was quite a large time gap so they've instead uh, gone and set it in 2024 which makes it a bit easier to tie into more current things so obviously you've got spider-man no way home which takes place until it, the ending which takes place at christmas during that final hawkeye swing and i wonder if that winter. final swing would lead him into a cameo in hawkeye because that would be so, <laughs> that would just be so cool because it's well, the same location. That final shot is the same location the where this final battle is going to take of... place in tomorrow's episode. It is. That's. And you've seen all the Rogers the musical stuff. So. It is. So it's interesting because obviously the final scene of No. Yeah. So obviously we know that the final scene of No Way Home takes place uh, during the events of Hawkeye. It's just when exactly mm. are they taking place? Oh. It's. It's, that's just like so many possibilities. Um, There's so much. That, that, that's just it. The, opening up the multiverse has brought in so many possibilities that there are now infinite directions they can take. Like, it's. We can theorize all we want about where we think they're going to go, but at the end of the day, there is so much they can do that it's actually practically impossible for us to say this is what they're going to do next i mean spider-man freshman year that'll that'll confirm his origin story officially and probably the contacts with uncle ben and that story there and that'll be the animated version i don't know if tom holland will voice him yeah but i'd be a bit upset if he didn't i think there was a rumor that he wouldn't i don't think let me have a quick look i don't think he is uh... and we'll get a season of that every other year as well in between the new trilogy that's coming out as well as for yeah. the Amazing Spider-Man three or Sp- Tobey Maguire Spider-Man four, uh, it just says to be. Uh, it just says to be confirmed. So I don't think they will be. Yeah, I expect so. um, There's a rumor though that he might be appearing in Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part One or Part Two, one of the two anyway, for a small appearance as well, which I wouldn't say no to. That could be interesting because obviously was it wasn't he uh, originally? Yeah, but it was a bit too early for that. Yeah, to add all that in. Plus, they would have had to make the um, the multiverse context contextual to the MCU, which yeah, they couldn't so... at the time because the story was different. Um, exactly. Yeah. But now they have, so it means that they can do that. 
That would have been so cool if they did like if they yeah. at the end of No Way Home if they did like um, they just brought in all the Spider Verse characters from that film and you just see all these animations running around with the live actions. If you like watching Space Jam, just for that final sequence, <laughs> I personally would have thought that would have been amazing. Oh, there's got to be a amazing. Black Spider Man somewhere, right? There. Oh my God, you're animated. <laughs> there he is. There he is. Or it's one of those things where it becomes like a CGI. You know when they go into the game at the end of Space Jam 2 and they all like the Looney Tunes go from like 2D to like 3D CGI. It's like it's like that when they come into the MCU, but they still like look the same. Like even that they just turn into live action humans, but the only problem is then we got to like good. They got a cat recast people and you know things. Um I can't remember his name, but the actor that plays Mike. Yeah. Because uh let's be honest in Stranger Things. I think that's his character name. Uh, Mike Wachowski or something? No, <laughs> I'm thinking of um, Mike Wachowski. Um, I think I the actor that plays that character. No, not Mike. Um, you're, thinking, you're thinking of... What's his uh, name? What's his name? <laughs> Lucas, that's it. Will? Yeah, Luke, Lucas McKen- McKenzie, is it? That character, I want to say. Um, he, the actor that's played... The actor that's playing him uh, has been rumoured like to be Mars Morales, uh, to be cast as Mars Morales. I wouldn't say no to. I think that's actually really good casting because uh, he's he's a great actor. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say no to that either. Um, pretty good, I think. And that could be something that we get in the next trilogy as well at some point. I feel like that could be like Spider-Man 6 where... But yeah, like you say, you, you'd have to... You have to re-establish Prowler as um, an actual like supervillain, though. Aaron Davis, which is good because we've already met that character. And you could do that in the same story yeah, exactly, that you get yeah. Scorpion in because even because um, Aaron Davis says during that um, interrogation, uh, he's with some crazy guy I used to work with, that's being Matt Gargan. So obviously those two have worked together before, so they could find a way to like work them together again in the next story. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, Miles Morales gets bitten and then it's just the whole trilogy is basically him going for his... He's going through like an arc, like how Hulk did in Thor Ragnarok and Infinity War and Endgame of like getting his origin story and becoming like this new Spider-Man mm. and learning different stuff in each story. And Peter Parker is basically his mentor slash like new friend. And then at the end of like six, Tom Holland reveals his identity to him or something like that, unless he tr- yeah. feels like he trusts him enough beforehand or something like that. And then Holland like officially retires or moves universes as Spider-Man. And then Miles Morales like, Disney Marvel Studios get the rights to the Miles Morales and those set of characters and they just continue but without any memory or context of Peter Parker or Spider-Man. Well, I think Disney I'm pretty sure Disney I'm pretty sure Disney already have without the rights Sony? to Miles Morales. I think. I'm not actually sure. I know they've got the rights yeah. to some Spider-Man characters. Uh, I don't actually know. I'm sure they've got the right. I think to they have the right to Craven at one point and they were planning on using him in um, Black Panther 2 or 3. Uh, no, they were planning originally using Craven in the black in the first Black Panther movie, I think um, they but the they cut the idea because Sony were. Yeah, I I think they've got the rights to Craven. Yeah, they've got the rights to Craven because obviously they've already cast as Craven. Yeah, but that's part of the Sony verse though. That's part of the Venom Morbius. All that string of movies, so yeah, Sony's got that in the bag. Plus, like um, you and Harry said earlier, when they were bringing him in, um, when they were like bringing all the villains in from the other universes, you could see like the outline of Craven, um, with the spear. 
<clears throat> yeah. God, it's going to be so good. I do think, I don't know about those villains specifically, because I think they were just one-offs for that scenario, but like, oh, and definitely not those versions either. But the MCU's versions of Matt Gargan and Aaron Davis as Prowler, those have got to be options that go into like, say, Spider-Man 4. Um, I would like to see more of the yeah. Tinkerer as well, yeah. because we didn't actually see the Tinkerer take on Spider-Man, and he is a Spider-Man villain as well. Um, and his characters, we don't know what happened to that character at the end of Homecoming, so him That's coming true. back yeah, would be great. Be interesting. Um, no. I don't know. At the end of No Way Home, they obviously imply that they say, oh, Spider-Man's a hero, and they obviously don't know who he is by this point, but did the spell erase the controversy? Or did it just erase people's memory of Peter Parker? Because everybody's... So they think it's his fault that did it. They just don't know it's him. But, so I think obviously it's a... So I think obviously it's erased people's memories of Peter Parker. So I think there's still the whole thing that Spider-Man mm. killed Mysterio. But I think because all it's... It hasn't changed the timeline or anything. I think it's still... It's obviously everything that Spider-Man did in No Way Home still shows yeah. that he is actually a hero. So I think No Way Home... So I think there's still the video of Mysterio saying that Spider-Man killed him. But I imagine because of the events of No Way Home, people now don't believe that's what actually happened. Because so there is no that real controversy there anymore. wiping the memory of because obviously the events of nowhere wiping the memory of it being Peter Parker means hero. wiping out videos and records, I guess. So the part of the video where Mysterio's like Spider Man's name is Peter. I would assume. I would assume that's. I would assume that's how it. Yeah. I would assume that's how it works. Yes. So that first opening shot. That video. That clip of the video would have been magically edited out of the video. <laughs> uh, something like that. Thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. All files and things. Magic. I'm surprised that they didn't make it though, so people would forget it was. Um, yeah. Forget. Because by forgetting Peter Parker, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So, like, you know, a part of me would kind of think, does that mean they'd forget Spider-Man too? And it's like, oh, they don't. They they know the world knows Spider-Man. The world just doesn't know Peter Parker. So they play it off as like they're two separate characters. Yeah, which I suppose yeah. in a small way they kind of are, but they're not obviously. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing as well. When they went to visit Aunt May's grave and Happy turns up, um, I was kind of like, because when he said, um, oh, how do you know How do you know her? And I was like, oh, through Spider-Man. And then he, he was like, same. I kind of thought, hmm, that's a bit weird. How would you know that? If that's the case, like, how would you even know Aunt May by this point? Because obviously it doesn't change... It only changed people's memories of Peter Parker by making them unlogically forget him um, just by the use of the magic. But how would... So obviously what we've got to remember is that the... Uh, so obviously in Far From Home, we've got to remember Spider-Man was in Feast and giving that... And Happy was... Oh, yes! ...to Aunt May. So obviously... It's things like that, isn't it? I That's how he... That's I how they met. The way the spell works is 
it erases, I imagine, so it erases people's memories of Peter Parker. But anyone who knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man and had been with, with other people doing Spider-Man stuff, I imagine the spell modifies their memories slightly. So instead of him seeing Peter Parker in the Spider-Man suit, the spell would have modified his memory to have Peter to have Spider-Man in full costume with the mask and everything. That's the way I'm thinking it works, is that it modifies people's memories to imagine that actually anytime they saw him in the Spider-Man suit with his mask off, maybe, he is ne- their memories have now been modified to have that memory of them with Spider-Man. That makes me wonder if, um, like, would they forget his face as well? Because, like, imagine if someone met Peter Parker as Spider-Man, but he didn't have the mask on, but obviously they don't know... All they don't all they don't know is who that person is, but they've seen the person's face. But they don't know the name Peter Parker. They don't know he's Peter Parker. They don't know who that person is, but they see his face. Would they remember his face? If that was the case, I don't think... I think it would sort of just be... To, to them, I think it would see... If they saw Spider-Man without his mask on and they saw Peter Parker... I honestly think they would sort of look at him and just... Yeah, like, for instance, like, I know it didn't happen in this universe, obviously, but in Tasm 1, when Andrew Garfield's saving all the people on the bridge, he reveals, like, his face to a kid, but obviously not his name. So if it was to happen in that universe, for example, because I don't think it happened in Holland's universe, um, if it was to happen in, say, that universe, or even on Tobey Maguire's when he saves everyone on the train and his mask's off, if everyone was to forget... I was thinking, yeah, on the train, obviously he takes his mask off. Everyone forgets it's Peter Parker, but do they forget what his face looked like if they ever saw his face? Because obviously that's a part of Spider-Man and they remember Spider-Man. I don't think so, because... So that's an interesting theory. Yeah. That's an interesting one. I imagine... Because I don't know if that would be the case. Because obviously, although they've seen his face, they don't mm. know who he actually is. But at the same time, it's it's an awkward one. Because at the same time, if they were to then see... If they still had that memory of seeing this random person uh, wearing a Spider-Man costume. You know, if they had this memory of seeing that random person, if they were to then see Peter in public they would then think, oh, hang on a minute, you're Spider-Man. Yeah. But they also wouldn't know his name. So unless they specifically found out his name. I feel yeah, like, I feel like Spider-Man 4 would be the introduction to, like, potentially Scorpion, because I thought to myself the other night, obviously whole, the whole premise behind Scorpion's cliffhanger at the end of Homecoming when they're on the raft was like, I heard a rumour that you knew who he was, and then Vulture was like, if I knew who he was, he'd already be dead. So you'd think, like, okay, is Vulture still evil? And then the whole, would Vulture come back? and Scorpion yeah. come back, like, perhaps something happens and they break out of the raft prison and they go after, mm-hmm. they have they have their retained, the, what do I keep using retained? Um, they have their memory of their event with Spider-Man because he was never unmasked and his identity never revealed at that point. <laughs> so that memory of that situation was obviously never changed or erased or altered in any, in any way whatsoever. Yeah. Um, obviously, Scorpion must have known the truth for about five minutes that it was Peter yeah. Parker. Um, 
oh, that's an interesting way. We could have like a plot scene. We could have like a plot twist where we see like a time period in which obviously they knew it was Peter Parker. And then Vulture and Scorpion either get along or don't get along during that part where they're like, okay, now we're going to go kill him. And then they break out of the raft. They've broken out of raft. And then we cut to like the spell Mm. being done. And then they forget. um, They don't forget what they were intending to do, but they forget Peter Parker was Spider-Man. But they, but someone says the right thing, and it's like, oh, what are we doing? Wait, what were we doing again? Because yeah. they were, we're going after Peter Parker. It's like, we were going after, Sp- but they don't use the term Peter Parker. Yeah. We were go, they say we're going after that's Spider Man, yeah. but because they said they're going after Spider Man, that's why they remember that that's what they're doing, and they yeah. because they've broken out a raft at that point, they then go back, and Vulture gets his mechanical arms, and Scorpion like uses some of it plus other like. So Vulture updates his wet is like tech, his Vulture arms, and then maybe Scorpion salvages some of it for his own Scorpion suit or something like that. And then you know maybe we see Prowler or some or Shocker or Tinkerer come back. Yeah, and they all just like go after Peter Parker's. They all just go after Spider Man. Yeah, that's an interesting one. And we meet these boys on the outside that would love to meet Tom Holland's Peter Parker. You know, I feel like that's what this tri- this trilogy would do. Yeah, anyway, I think we've gone a bit over time. <laughs> um, so yeah. I feel like I feel like I, I feel I feel like this trilogy might be setting up Sinister Six. Sinister Six film. in that's the sixth my, film my, my, is my, the way my, I go when I'm writing my own series because it just like, feels so fitting if you're to do that many films at that point. Yeah. That's how I that's how I that's how I would go. Yeah, that's how I would go, would be to spend the next two films setting up the Sinister Six and then have him facing the Sinister Six. I want Mysterio to be alive and for that controversy to come to an end as well. So the whole New York, apart from obviously JJ, can accept him as a hero. But then they might never do that. But like, if they don't, that's that's just wishful thinking on my part. But yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't see them... Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see them bringing Mysterio but back, unfortunately. We had a character called Dimitri in Far From Home who... In the comics is actually did, Chameleon, who's another master so, yeah. of mystery, um, under that uh, under that area. So if he was to come into the picture as Chameleon, yeah, that would be great. Like I think the they've opened the door to so many opportunities, which loads of previous Spider-Man yeah. incarnation films have done, including Maguire and Garfield, where they've introduced characters who go on to be villains, but we've never actually seen that because the franchise itself didn't stand that long enough to evolve that. But they were going to do that in Raimi's Spider-Man Four if they were ever to make that. They were going to do uh, Lizard in four. But obviously, they left that for um, Tasm one, uh, the amazing Spider Man one, for those who don't know the Tasm reference. Um, yeah, yeah. I suppose we kind of got that in the end because <laughs> Toby Maguire did fight the Lizard in No Way Home. So um, we kind of got that interaction at the end. Um, yeah. Whether they make those two movies um, to bring some added closure to those yeah. two characters. Um, as in previous versions of Spider-Man, whilst Tom Holland's mainly being used in the MCU. That would be great. I, I do hope we get nice that. I don't see the point in them bringing those two back without yeah. it. it. It would be nice if they did that. Because I think that there has been, I think, with the introduction of them into the MCU, I think there has been a lot of um, reinterest in 
Tasm Three. There has been a lot of reignited interest in doing another amazing Spider-Man yeah. film. So fingers crossed. We're I hope it does continue on from two, from both two and his now appearance in No Way Home as well. I hope, like, even though it might not have any context to the current like MCU actual timeline, they make references to that event so they can canonize it, and they just continue on from that character's like story. Um, I think yeah. any time now would be a great time for them to do it as well because I, I feel like it will be a while before we get Spider-Man 4 as in Tom Holland's version so they've got a window between now and then to do it unless they want to save it afterwards or in between that and 5 it's there's gonna it's gonna be a while now I reckon because they'll have to like really yeah. sort it out but I feel like there's no point in like for one a one stand of like nostalgia it's good to see them come back um and i think they can get away with it more with mcguire because so much time has passed but i think with andrew garfield there's so much more that needs to like that needs to be done because yeah. with mcguire trilogy they literally they didn't really add anything new they just kind of kept what they had like they could have easily like brought in new villains that we've never met before who we can then establish as villains from yeah. their universes but they chose against that and bringing in all the ones that we already know um, because it just makes for an easier, quicker story and means we get some fan service as well. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, definitely. We've not seen Maguire take on like Liz and Electra in his own universe, but I feel like that's what this this film would cover that. If they were to do a Sam Raimi Spider-Man 4, which they can because Sam Raimi is directing Multiverse of Madness. And I feel like that could be a window of opportunity for him to then go on to do that for Sony. And then to bring a bit more yeah, closure to his so, character and what happened with MJ and their family. But then I feel like this film kind of explains that he, they made it work in time. So I'm kind of thinking, is it needed then? Really? Is it needed? Like they brought, they did all the closure with yeah. that Harry Osborne and Green Goblin stuff. And they've even added more to that in this story with him saving him from being, um, you know, destroyed by the glider, impaled by, by Tom Holland, um, where, Maguire saves him from that, not only retconning like yeah, his own mistake yeah. of not webbing it before it, it killed him in the original Spider-Man, but also for um, you know making amends to killing the man responsible for his uncle's death um, out of revenge, even though we found out later that was Flint Marco, um, who he's, seems like he's forgiven yeah. even more since um, the events of uh, the events of Free. But they yeah. kind of also need to make it for the sense of not only bringing those characters back, but also finding out what actually happened because they don't actually ever specify if Sandman and Lizard died at one point in the Raimi or um, Mark Webb universes of Spider-Man. Um, well, that's just it. Cause also obviously we know Electro, Doc Ock and Goblin were all brought through at the moment of their death. Uh, obviously with Sandman and Lizard, it's obviously a bit different because we know that Sandman was let go at the end of Spider-Man 3. And he didn't know Peter either. Peter just let him go. And they must Which have brought funny. Lizard... Well, that's just it. He didn't know Peter, but... Um... He did his, he did his research on who Uncle Ben's Eddie family Brock was and then figured out it was Pete. Figured out that's who it is. No, I think so. The thing I so I think it's because so I think it's because 
um, Eddie Brock knew who Peter was, uh, I think Venom would have told Flint Marco who Spider-Man really was. He would have told him that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. I think that's how Sandman... Unless he just overheard his name he being mentioned. told who Spider-Man was. He could have overheard his yeah, name being mentioned, I suppose. Because got- um, Harry Osborn does shout, Hey, Pete, am I interrupting? And Sandman's right behind him thinking done, about it. Yeah. So, like, that could have... It could have been that. Yeah. Yeah, so I, th- there are various ways that... There are various ways that Sandman could have learned uh, his identity. But obviously, with... When Lizard was brought through, that's an interesting concept for when Lizard came through, because obviously at the end of Tasm 1, cured. we know that Kurt Connors was cured already. So the question is, well, yeah, he's in, uh, isn't he cured at the end of Tasm 1? Um, yeah, he's in his jail cell as a, human, as a human, and he gets greeted by the gentleman, Gustav Fierce, um, who was meant to be like the big bad of the Tasm films. And I feel like they need to add, even though the actor who played that character and both of those passed away, they could literally bring in someone yeah, new so to fill in that role and then do that in Tasm 3 and bring closure to whatever they were trying to set up with that. So obviously my, so obviously my question is, if Kurt Connors was cured already, what point in his timeline is he being brought back through? Because yeah. he comes back through as well, Lizard again. He, like... I don't know why they choose to have him say this line in particular. It's like, oh, so we cooperate or die. It doesn't really sound like a choice, does it? Like sort of thing. And obviously he even asks Electro, um, Dylan, do you know, do I die? And then they just cut back to Doctor Strange arriving. And it's just like, okay, well, I feel like we're not going to get an answer to that. That's what they could answer in Amazing Spider-Man 3, I feel. Exactly. And so... by going back to those universes, it gives us a chance to understand, even if they didn't do it with Raimi, what happens when they go back to their universes now that these characters have been cured and saved and they're not going to die? And would that mean that there's going to be a difference in the timeline of their universes? Because obviously there is ultimately already because things have changed in the MCU timeline. Would... would that's Yeah, that's just it. So obviously... Would Gwen die? So obviously they're going to get set. And would, when they go back to their universes, things be reset? Uh, would things be reset to the moment that they yeah. left completely in their timeline? So when when Andrew goes back, he has all the memories of everything he became he came up to, but he's now reliving that moment. Um, or would he lose memory and just go back to that moment and then have the new memories of his No Way Home experience, which would weirdly have memories of his old experience, still or something like that? Wishful thinking, but a chance to just yeah, that's just it. So the are they going back to their all points in time in their universe? Yeah, so, so the question is, are they going back to their universe or are they going back to an altered timeline universe? It's interesting to think about and hopefully we will get answers somewhere, somehow. Yeah. It might be um, a while before they but get But anyway, there. I think um, we've gone over our most average time limit, um, but I think it was worth it. I hope um, you guys did enjoy what you have seen of, of our theorising and theorizations of what's to come forward. Um <laughs> Definitely if there's it, anything yeah. you would have liked us to have added, I'm happy to talk about it in a follow-up video. So please, as usual, let us know in the comments. Um, I would thank you. I thank Harry, but he's currently watching the film that we've pretty much been talking about for the most part of this video um, as we speak, I expect. Um, and I'd also like to thank um, Bradley for joining us as well and yeah. retaining on the call. I know you've got work in like literally 15 minutes. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for no, joining in your busy schedule.
Oh no, I I was getting ready. No, I'm getting ready for what I'm getting. No, I'm, uh, getting, re I'm oh, getting ready. Oh, oh right. Okay, I was just trying to make sure we didn't reach the deadline. But yeah, that um. Yeah, no, don't worry, don't worry. You're not like, don't worry. I'm not like rushing <laughs> off somewhere. That's cool. I, I um, but yeah, I think five, we've talking for like an hour and twenty seven minutes, so I've got a lot to work with. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you very much, guys. Um, this video is sponsored by Hogwarts slippers. Um, by the way. So please go through and check those out on Argos and Asda. Um, I'm kidding, by the way. We don't get sponsors. We're not popular enough to get sponsors. Anyway, thank you very much, guys. And I'll see you next time. Wait. See you next time.